0: Watching as clouds whip by, we confess everything
1: to
2: each other. Hey, everybody, welcome Sitting to Adventure Retired, the podcast where retired people share what they're doing in their retirement to help inspire you to live your best retired life. We are Curtin and Cindy Logital, your hosts. Today, we're going to talk to a new friend that I met on Facebook again.
1: Yeah, they're retired in Italy, Yeah, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buongiorno. they're not on yet. Okay, Okay. but
2: yeah, right? Cool. I know a lot of people have dreams of retiring in Italy.
1: Italy or a foreign country, that seems to be very popular with people and good for them. I don't know if it's for us, but short term I would.
2: Even if you don't want to retire there, a vacation there is wonderful.
1: Yeah. That never hurts to go to Italy for but, vacation. But first,
2: a lesson from Kurt's best-selling book, Fix the Problem and Other Life Lessons, from a pragmatic dad. What's it this time?
1: This one is always pay extra principal on car or home loans to pay them off earlier.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: The one thing, when we first got our house, when we, you know, and you do that, that big loan for it and everything, our loan officer showed me an amortization table. And that will scare the pejeebers out of you because if you look at an amortization table, it shows you every payment you make for the next 15 or 30 years and what part of it is going towards the actual loan and what part is going towards interest. And starting out, about 99% of you, let's say you know you're paying a thousand dollars, about nine hundred and fifty dollars is going just towards interest, and the last fifty is going towards the loan. It, it's scary. Finally, at the end of like 30 years or 15 years, you know, your principal is bigger than your interest. But
2: it's if you pay
1: ahead, You can knock that down quite a bit and pay off the loan a heck of a lot quicker.
2: Oh, I, I, you know, not so much the house, because that was kind of you, you did all of that work. But I remember those car payments. I hate car payments. Yeah. You know, just paying as much as I could advance. So I didn't have a car payment. I remember waiting for the day I didn't have a car payment. That's
1: right. Knock it down.
2: Uh, Okay. Well, great. Well, I'm excited to talk to Chip and his wife.
1: Let's get on to the interview.
2: Well, today we're talking to somebody I found on Facebook again.
1: Yeah, one of your famous Facebook friends. Yes,
2: well, you know, Facebook has a lot of good things. And I want to introduce Chip and Shauna. Thank you for joining us. It's our pleasure. Happy to be here. Where,
1: where is here? Where are you coming from?
0: We live in Rieti, Italy, which is the geographic center of Italy, about an hour and a half east-northeast of Rome. Oh, okay.
2: Wonderful, wonderful.
0: Northeast. Is that
2: that's considered Tuscany, isn't it?
0: We are just south of Tuscany, in in an uh, Umbria in Lazio. Ah, okay.
2: Sounds beautiful. We, we
1: spent a couple of weeks in Bon Convento or something like that.
2: Yeah, right. Just close to Siena.
1: Yeah, close of down south of Siena, just a little bit.
2: Okay,
1: that's beautiful, area. Yeah,
2: that was a beautiful time.
1: Well, yeah, and that's that's why we're interviewing you today. You decided to retire in Italy, and we wanted to learn a little bit about that. But uh, before we get going, first of all, we want to we ask some questions. What did you do when you retired, both of you, or before you retired, I should say?
0: I was uh, an investment manager, a CFP, and 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 managed people's money up to a hundred million dollars. Wow. Nice.
2: Okay, cool. And nice. Shauna, how about you? I was a project manager
3: and software trainer for a software development company, and I traveled all over the United States. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, okay. Great job, too. Yeah. And how long yeah. have y'all been retired?
0: Four years, too few. <laughs>
1: <laughs> too few, huh? Okay. Isn't
2: that wonderful? Yeah. Uh, and no, we, we've been retired. We moved from South Texas up to uh, Northwest Iowa, Five, six years, six years ago. We've been five years in our house and it's just it just goes by so fast.
0: Well, that's uh, Shauna's from uh, uh, Montana, so she's not far from your part of the world.
2: Did you say Idaho? No, I-
1: Iowa. Iowa. Iowa.
2: Yeah. Iowa. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> a, l- a little ways.
1: But still, you know what winter is, Shauna, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the downside of our retirement. We went from South Texas to Iowa, and we didn't have winter in South Texas. And, ooh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The climate here is very, it's actually supposedly subtropical. But, you know, Italy is just mountains and beach, basically. So when you get in the mountains, it's not... Oh, it's not that real super humid super hot we have a few weeks of that a year but it's not like um what do you think it's like the carolinas maybe in in the united states yeah maybe like the carolinas it's it's not like florida even though it's south like that down south it is but where we live it's very um a very nice climate we have four seasons but they aren't extreme
1: oh okay do you get snow and freezing temperatures
3: yeah, rarely. The, okay. the mountain
0: up behind us gets snow and freezing temperature, but usually where we are, we don't. I don't. It's, we Snow's got, we a got freezing of melts. temperatures, but it, it didn't stay long, not no, during the day. No,
3: our, daily, our average temperature winter day is in the 20s. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, and where did you move from in the United States?
0: Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. You were there your whole careers?
0: I was there for forty years, and Shauna was there for a whole three and a half or four. <laughs> not something.
2: not too long. About yeah. about seven and a half years. Oh,
0: seven and a half years! She just came to Albuquerque to meet me.
2: Oh, <laughs> I love Albuquerque, though. It's a beautiful little city. too. Yeah, very
1: eclectic little place, or big place, I guess.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, so I know right. everybody's gonna that's listening is gonna wonder, you know, how did you pick Italy for your retirement home?
0: Um, we both knew we wanted to move. I had grown up in Italy. Um, oh, really? Shauna had uh, been an exchange student in Denmark and spent time in France, and we both loved traveling. We, I, I now write for International Living and have been a reader of International Living for years and years. Okay. And my father had lived in Costa Rica we we had um moved around in a lot of places and when we went to our first convention we had nine different countries we were interested in oh and what were some of them
3: oh we looked at uruguay we looked at portugal we looked at france we wanted i think we were leaning toward europe because we knew we wanted to travel in europe right and from europe so um we also looked at some South American countries, some other South American countries like what, like um,
0: Mexico, Uruguay, S- Costa Rica,
1: yeah. S- yeah,
3: Central American company countries, but Panama, things like that.
1: Okay, okay. And what pushed you over the top? To I mean, a lot of people go to Mexico, a lot of people Costa Rica and like that. What pushed you over the top for Italy? Just the the European connection.
0: We had a, uh, I have. A, I had a friend who was having a seminar uh, in Albuquerque for high altitude medicine, and I was asked to take a doctor in. Um, and Sean and I hosted a doctor for two weeks and three weeks. Excuse me. And he just happened to be from Rieti, Italy. Okay. And about a year. About a year later, after he came, we went and spent uh, three plus weeks traveling around Italy. And we just loved Rieti and particularly the people. Okay. And that kind of did it for us.
2: I I think you you bring upon a a wise um, bit of advice there that, you know, if you are going to retire somewhere different, you need to visit it and stay longer than a day or two. You need to really get to know your area.
3: Right. Like when we when we decided to come on our fact finding mission, we had all kinds of things we were looking for. We didn't go. It wasn't a tourist vacation. Right. We didn't go to any of the tourist places. We went uh, out into Venice. well, Well, yeah, we did land in Venice, but we went to the places that we wanted to look at for options of living there. And then I, we also suggest to people that we know that they come and stay. We just had some friends who came and stayed for a whole month. And you know, in an apartment, and uh, really got a taste of what it's like to live here.
1: Did did you hear that, Cindy? I think that was an invitation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, Okay, so
1: (laughs) do we'd love to again.
2: Do you still have your U.S. citizenship, or do you have to worry about you know getting a green card, that type of thing?
0: Well, we're both U.S. citizens, and uh, as a matter of fact, Italy is one of the places that unless you have. Generational lineage, you have to either give up your citizenship to become an Italian citizen or you have to have the lineage. In our case, we are not giving up our US citizens and uh, citizenship, and in another year and a half, we'll get permanent EU residency cards. Okay.
2: Right, but we're we're never going to stop being Americans, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, you know, that's almost like our friends from Ireland. They they got into Ireland because she had the lineage ship. you know. She, well, she was a yeah, Irish, yeah. Yeah, she had Irish. Um, yeah, cool.
1: Uh, the town you live in, how big is it? And I mean, I'm talking. Do you have like modern hospitals and stuff like that? For, oh, yeah. This is a retirement thing, so.
3: Right. And we have very good. In fact, people in Italy live longer than they do anywhere else. The healthcare system is the fourth best in the world. Se- second or some depending people depending say it's second best in the world.
0: Nice.
1: Uh,
3: and and yeah, and the cost for both of us per year it's
0: about nine hundred and eighty bucks.
3: About 980 oh, wow. dollars per year for medical for our, and that's no deductibles, no co pays. That's the cost. That is wow. that is a huge, huge plus. That, yeah, right that's there. a big
1: plus. That's yeah. really
3: nice. We figure it saved us about a hundred thousand dollars in just four years in premiums and other out of pocket. Out of pocket yeah. expenses. Let me
0: let me let me tell you a story.
3: Uh,
0: about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, Shona got sick. And uh, I never get sick. And she never gets sick. <laughs> never. In a way. We think she had an early case of COVID. This was November before COVID started, and she literally couldn't breathe. Oh, and really? um, I took her to the emergency room, and she was in there for between five and six hours. She saw three doctors, had three x-rays, intravenous fluids, intravenous medications. All kinds of tests. Uh, just uh, one test right after another. And six hours later, she came out with prescriptions and the total charge was about five Euro 60 for the, is, prescriptions, for that, the prescriptions and the emergency room stay, the whole thing was
1: wow. paid. Wow. Nice. Yeah, nice. That is amazing. And you can get that as, I mean, they know you're U.S. citizens, but right? Because so they
2: have insurance.
1: You have the insurance. Yes. Okay.
3: Right. We, because we're not, because we're not Italians, we are allowed to pay. And, and be part of the system as long as we pay our yearly fee. Okay. We, and we're treated just like everybody else.
1: And then do you pay taxes on top of that? Like, I mean, you know, income tax, because here, you know, you pay your federal taxes and that helps pay for Medi- Medicare, and Medicaid. Do you have taxes you pay to the Italian government?
0: We, no,
3: uh, and, and not yet. Uh, we pay our taxes in the United States. Okay. Yeah,
0: we don't. We don't have any earned in any earned income in Italy, and so we'll have to see what happens uh, as if we begin to earn any income here. So we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's even. A but good
3: Chip idea. is a Chip still has his uh, Medicare Part A. Um, he doesn't. He hasn't continued the part. It's just you tell them because you know more about it. I'm not, I don't qualify for Medicare. I'm not old enough.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I still, I've kept my my Medicare premium up. It comes out of my Social Security automatically. Uh, I haven't kept the Part B, E, D, F, H, all that stuff.
1: Okay.
3: And we don't recommend that people do because if something should ever happen, you've got that insurance. But you can also buy private get private treatment here in a private hospital you Uh can get private insurance here if you want it if you think you need it
1: okay but we don't
3: think we need it so yeah it's great yeah
1: our friends in ireland uh he had a heart issue and they they love ireland and we visited their place it's beautiful but they uh because of covid they were having tough times seeing the doctors and everything that you needed to see but I blame that on COVID. I don't blame that t- on Ireland, right, you know, right. and I'm sure they do too. But okay. So um, how,
2: uh, how long have you lived where you are now?
0: And we, we've lived here for four years. We moved here October 4th of 2017.
3: Okay.
1: Do you speak Italian?
3: Si, signore. <laughs>
1: oh, you're <Okay>. good.
3: <laughs> wow. We, we, um, we speak enough to get by. It's yeah. It, we continue to learn all the time and take lessons. Okay. Uh, I speak, this is my fourth language. It's Chip's third. Okay. When we first got here, we spoke like, a Chip spoke like Spanglish.
1: Yeah, right. And they
3: understood him. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a love affair with America
0: in Italy. and um,
3: Especially every, this part.
0: Yeah. Everybody takes
3: one to three years of English.
0: Yeah. As a minimum.
3: Yeah. No, they have English every year from the time. Do they? In. Yes. They take English in school every year. Um, it's the older people that don't really understand you very well, and most of them speak dialect, so you're you're constantly dealing with the older people. But if there's somebody under 40 here, you know, they, they speak enough English that, that you can get by.
1: Yeah.
0: It's interesting in that if, if you talk to an older person and you're mentioning somewhere 10 kilometers away, they'll say, oh, that's a different country. Un otro país. And they, they literally mean that because to them it is a different country. Because if you go 10 kilometers down the road and you're listening to an old person talk, I'm not going to understand their Italian. Right. And we have we have friends who one of them is from here and the other person is from, his wife is from a place 10 kilometers down the road. And she can literally get mad at him and hold an entire conversation in language he doesn't understand
1: wow (laughs) wow just the different dialects
0: yeah it's it's uh was it dante uh, Alighieri cobbled together italian from the 150 different dialects that he ran ran into and that's there's still some of that today
1: Yeah. yeah yeah spanish is very much the same thing you have like your text mix you have your Spanish in Mexico, and then you have your Castilian, which is what they speak in Spain. And they're similar but different, I'm told. I don't know. I only speak Texan in Iowa. That's it. So,
2: (laughs) okay. (laughs) Do you have a family that's in the United States yet? Or, you know, do you have Kids, kids and grandkids that come visit? You
0: know, that's that's before COVID, I'd have said, you know, that's not a nickel's worth of problem because. We were on the phone every week. We video chatted back and forth. They would come here. I would go there. Shauna would go see her parents. And it was just no big deal. And then COVID came along.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: You know, I my parents are elderly. They're still living independently. And I go before COVID. I was going home twice a year and spending, you know, a good six weeks with them. So you know, when I was working, I saw them for two weeks a year, if I could get away to get there. Right. You know, now, now that I'm retired and living in Italy, I see them three months a year or more before COVID. Now that COVID's happened, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. The flights are a lot limited. It seems to be a lot more difficult to get home. And I don't know if that'll continue. I'm hoping in the spring that it will open up again, and we'll all be vaccinated, I, you
2: know the whole thing isn't that the truth? yeah, I know we we are seeing a lot a lot of um things opening up here in the states, finally, you know, but now they're already talking about closing it down again, so I don't know, it's sad,
1: but you're right with video chatting and all that. it makes being away from your loved ones easier,
2: it
3: really does,
0: you
1: know, I mean,
3: yeah. It,
0: it makes it easier. Uh, it's not the same, No. but it makes it easier.
3: You know, we're in touch daily, but it's not the same.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah. but
3: when I lived far away from them because I had to go for a job, it's not that different. No. You're right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No,
2: exactly. That's...
1: Okay. What are some of the, I don't know, we believe in micro-ventures too. I mean, we believe in big adventures, kind of like what you guys are doing. But micro-adventures, just going out and seeing the places around you, what are some of your favorite micro-ventures you've had since you've lived in Italy there?
0: You know, one we, we laugh. and We'll go somewhere new and we'll say, that's my favorite restaurant. <laughs> or, that's my favorite new town. And then we'll laugh and we'll say, well, yeah, it's my next last favorite one. <laughs> right. Because we know that the next place we're going to go, we're going to love just the same way. And that's kind of the... The neat thing about Italy, uh, we have our favorite little towns, Cantalice. Uh, we have Labro, uh, Ascoli Piceno, Lavro, Ascoli Piceno uh, just a, a ton of
3: different places and great
0: restaurants. Um,
3: so, you know, this is the country of slow food. All right. of our food that we eat on a daily basis is almost I would say 90% of it is sourced within an hour of where we live.
1: Oh, Oh, nice. Wow. Fresh, fresh.
3: fresh Yeah, it's all local.
1: And healthy. It's all
3: fresh. And they demand, they demand, Italians demand that the quality of their food is high. And so, you know, you just, it's as long as they continue to feel that way, it's going to continue. But also, this is a country that's very, very old. If you compare it to ours, I always say it's like, It's like your great-great-grandmother versus the teenage son, which is the United States. Exactly, (laughs) As far as culture goes, you know. And so there's so many layers of culture here that no matter where you live, there's all these mini-adventures you can have in your backyard. And that is because it's 5,000 years of something happening here. And so, I mean, like the other day, we went to see the... um, uh, this is the Valley of St. Francis, and he, when he walked from Assisi and he took his vow of poverty, he came to this valley and he established four um, monasteries. monasteries in this valley. And one of them is very, very famous at Greccio, and the other four are also famous, but he also, on the way over, supposedly, he traveled along this path, and he sat under this beech tree, and they call it St. Francis's Beech Tree, and it's at least 250,000 years old. (laughs) Excuse me, 250 years old, 1,000, 250 years old, and it's this gnarled, twisted, there are only three of them like it in the world, and it's, what, 20 minutes from our house, and we walked over there and hiked, sat underneath it, and... I mean, it's just gorgeous. Another hour, maybe an hour and a half from here, there is a Monte Cibellini Park and it's it's an extraordinary drive over there because it's a national refuge and a national park. And in the valley, when you get up over the mountains here, some of which are six and 7,000 feet tall, there's this beautiful valley and it's filled with wildflowers. And so you just see these bands of red and yellow and purple and blue um what else is there there's yeah, so there, there's, much there's there's so it's it's hard to culturally this is this, this is one of in rieti is one of the top three acoustically perfect uh opera houses in europe oh nice and and it has um it's beautiful inside and the opera singers say they can sing without a microphone there oh, it, wow. it's gorgeous the, the, the Rotunda is is, a, is a painted by a famous Italian painter called, Can, oh, Don't Can, ask <laughs> I can't say it, Can, and he has made this beautiful fresco on the ceiling, just being inside of it is an adventure in its own. And then if you, you know, the, the largest, we sit right on top of the largest aquifer in Europe and... Uh, they use this water to make blood plasma because it's so pure oh, boy. and wow. within 20 minutes from here there's a huge waterfall you can visit it, it's it, the history just goes on and on, it, and on. It, yeah.
0: it's kind of you know we ha- we did our first olive harvest this year with with uh, multiple different families that did harvest olives and one of them was is, is in a little town po- called Paterno. And our friends have a house there and orchards, in olive orchards in two different places. And one of the places is down by a very small lake. And that small lake is just below the ruins of the summer house of Emperor Tito, who was the son of Vespasiano, who was the guy who created the Colosseum in Rome. Oh,
1: Built
0: wow. The yeah. yeah. And... His house is his summer home is being excavated. And at one time water ran through of it through it and gushed out of it and went down into this lake. And they, yeah. Well, when you start asking them about the lake, they say, Oh, listen, there are so many ancient stories. And, and and before the earthquake, which was, I don't know, 800, 900 years ago, before the earthquake, the lake was bigger, it was higher, and for centuries there was an island in the middle of it that had a temple with vestal virgins and people used to come and sacrifice to the gods for a good future. Oh, my. And we're talking three, 4,000 years ago, and yeah. that's how far back this stuff goes.
2: I saw pictures on your, your webpage uh, about yeah. you uh, doing the olive harvest. And, and just your, your scenery when you do your morning walks is just gorgeous.
0: You know, it's it's uh, I pinch, (laughs) I pinch myself every day, and I get really emotional about it because the beauty of this place is is to me almost undescribable. We, We live over a valley on a hill. Below us are four springs that gush water and. The, the growth of everything from tomato plants to the olives on, on our property, to the apples, to the peaches, to everything we have is astounding. Yeah. And to be able to live here and in retirement to me is. Um,
3: but so, you know, like retiring and us both quitting our jobs and living together all of a sudden was a real experience.
2: Sure. So what,
3: what you don't understand on the other side of, Not working anymore is that everything in your life, all your relationships, for example, change. They do. And I didn't know. I didn't know that. But retirement is this big. It's this major life transition, and we planned to do this for a long time. But there were other things that we didn't understand were going to happen to us. And Chip was sitting in. in, We first when we moved here, we came to an apartment and. And
0: nine hundred uh, square feet from a house that was over two thousand square feet. And we were kind of like, <laughs> oh, oh wow, bathroom. I'm
3: with you twenty four seven now.
0: One bathroom instead of three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, you, you find out you find out when you're retired that okay, I'm with this person twenty four hours a, a lot day. More, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Where before you had your own time, you know, when you were working and yeah.
3: So I so I said to him I don't remember saying this at all but he he tells me that one day he was sitting in the living room and I said to him something pretty harsh I said <laughs> What did I say to you? I don't remember saying it. You said, okay, four months is enough. Get off of your off
0: your ass and start doing something. <laughs> I said,
3: You can't sit there all, all the rest of your life or something like that. Yeah. I didn't say get off your <laughs> I said something like you can't sit there
2: for the rest of your she life. She says
1: she didn't say that, but she did. No, <laughs> okay, I I think well, I think we've had that same conversation.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, but I think it was too mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you learned a lot. And
0: that was kind of the that was kind of the genesis of the laughing retirement and the website and what is now the Facebook page. And, uh, I love photography and I love to write. And so I write for international living. I take pictures and I try to teach people about handling money in retirement because almost everything that I was taught as, as an investment manager works well before retirement. Right. But there's right. no preparation for retirement and then no recognition of the difference of what you need when you're in retirement. Yeah,
3: you're the, the way you need to change. But and, I mean the real passion behind that is that you know we wanna really okay, so our world is really changing rapidly right now. And some of the things that were happening in the happening before we left the United States were very, very worrying and to us. And and we think that we need to help people get free. We believe that we need to help our generation get free so that they can steer and influence the direction that, that we're going in right now, even if all they do with their extra time is spend more time with their grandkids, okay? Because I really feel that the wisdom and the experience and the skills that we have in our generation is really needed right now. And if our generation continues to have to work then they're not going to have the time and the energy, and that's how Chip and I really decided, we, we came at this, you know, the second kind of a, I yeah. guess it's a career, This because we really feel there's a need, and we feel like we have some experience that we can share yeah, and to, help people. To us, besides Italy,
0: and and yeah, okay.
3: believe me, Wild Horses
0: couldn't drag me out of this place. <laughs> um, uh, Shauna probably a little bit less so, but it, it, retirement should be the best time of your life, without any question, without oh, yeah. any discussion at all. And any way that we can help people make this adjustment, whether it's financial, whether it's understanding how to slow down, I and mean how to
3: create a new lifestyle uh, for yourself.
0: I believe that people who change their lives in retirement are are better off than people who don't. And I recognize that without I worked up to, I don't know, 20 days before we left. And had it not been for Shauna who handled the household, who handled the, got things ready for the auction, who sold stuff, who took stuff up to our rental house in Montana, who, who, who basically managed the whole thing. Uh, I wouldn't be here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you bring up a great point because Cindy and I also, well, that's one of the reasons for this podcast yeah. to inspire people in retirement to, yeah, not sit on your butt and watch TV, but get out and do things, whether it's golfing or having coffee with the boys, or, or moving to Italy,
2: or writing your 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 story for your grandkids, and you know, genealogy. There's so many things out there in retirement that you can lose yourself to and and really um, grow.
1: Yeah, but we also one of our passions is younger people aren't preparing enough for retirement. They don't, you know, they don't see it. They don't invest for it, and we're trying to think about a program there, kind of like what you're doing with yours, you know, to help younger people inspire them. And, you know, there's all the guys, there's the podcast money guys, there's the uh, Dave Ramsey and all that. You know, this is a very, like you said, the best part of your life. If you don't have the money for it, well, it's going to be a tough time.
0: And, and the other part is that we, we, we prepare it properly. Right. I can't tell you all the the websites I'm on that say, oh, load up your 401k. Well, that's for retirement. That's the one thing you don't want to do. Okay. Um, it's there. There are so many. um, There's uh, I teach. I teach something called um, Pi, which is perpetual income engine. And um, I. And matter of fact, I have a class going on in a half an hour. And um, there are people from Mexico, people from Canada, people from the U.S. I've got interest from a guy in Australia uh, talking to him. And uh, the, the idea of the simplest way to invest is the way that Warren Buffett invests, the way that foundations invest, the way that large groups of money invest. And yet it's not what's taught to the individual investor. Or right. the financial advisors, don't or learn and it. financial advisors don't even learn it, so, yeah. it, so it's, it's not
3: really the fault.
0: They don't just don't. It, it's it's just not something we understand. And I bumped into it in nineteen ninety six, and it kind of it kind of influenced ever since.
3: Yeah, but um, Chip Chip used to work with a lot of people who are getting ready to retire, and also he's getting ready to retire himself. And he started to realize that it's not just about the money, that about you know, probably 70% of what you need to know about retirement doesn't have really to do with the money and that you don't need to have as much money as they tell you you
0: do. No, either. You, you really don't. I mean, we live in Italy on 60% less than what we lived on in the U.S.
2: Wow, yeah. Uh, your, what is the name of your, your website or your...
0: The Laughing Retirement. The
2: Laughing Retirement. Okay, The Laughing Retirement. Tell us about it and so anybody that's listening can... Can learn from it.
1: Find you and learn from it.
0: Well, it's it, th- first of all, thank you very much. I mean, I, I it's it, it's a work of passion, and, and one of the things that it's made up of about fifty or sixty different blogs that I put together that I'm still writing. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm I'm, I'm working on a blog right now that's new, and it's it, it's basically the idea is that the only thing we own is time. Yeah, and uh, it's got. It's got a bunch of blogs about different parts of retirement. It's got a, uh, a section for finances um, and, and how you need to put your finances together. And if you if you actually do use a financial advisor, what kind of advisor you, you should be looking for? Because uh, most advisors are not equipped to handle retirees. They just are not. They're not taught how. Right. Um, Everything is formulaic. And if you look at the formulas, most of them have to do with younger people. So uh, there's a financial part. There's a blog part. There's uh, the books I've read uh, that uh, are available through Amazon. So there's a a shopping part, if you will. Uh, There's a part to ask questions and, and get a hold of me through info at The Laughing Retirement.
3: And, and then, uh, we, then we
0: do the same thing on Facebook.
3: We have a Facebook group, Laughing Retirement Facebook group too, where we can. Where Chip uh, Chip holds free seminars and helps people um, learn about what he what he um, recommends to do with your money in retirement. And and they're interactive. You can ask questions. And
2: that's wonderful. Well, yeah. And is. we
3: also sometimes we just take calls from people who want to move to Italy and ask us all kinds of questions. We just spend an hour and a half with the, a couple the other day who are committed to coming and we just told them everything that we did and everything they need to know. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah, lot of things you great. do
1: right and a lot of things you do wrong, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, we our biggest mistake, the, the single biggest mistake we made was, was sending uh, a pallet full of boxes of stuff we thought we needed. Um, and it was like 16 boxes in a pallet but if we had to do it over again, the four suitcases and the dog that we bought originally—that would have been it. Yeah. That would have been all we needed.
1: Okay, so that's your and, hell no. Because
2: uh, you, yeah. you know we always ask them, What's the hell no? I can I can understand. You know, that's our friends from Ireland. They said the same thing: is they overpack for things they did they didn't need in a new country.
3: Yeah,
0: and and, and you can get most everything you need here most of the time cheaper.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. And it works with the right plugins at the end here. We do ask the hell no. And the you betcha your hell no, like the worst thing you had since you've moved to Italy.
0: go. Oh, failing the driver's test three times. (laughs) I just passed it. I just passed it in Italian two weeks ago. And now I'm studying for the practical test. And Italians are the world's worst drivers. Oh <laughs> okay. yeah. I will
1: agree with you on that one. And
3: your And, and you my, betcha.
0: my my you betcha is uh, would you do it over again? You betcha. Okay. All right.
1: That's what we like to hear.
2: How about you, Shauna? Do yeah. you have the same? Um boy, my hell no. I don't <laughs> That's a hard one. Um,
1: probably riding with Chip when he's driving, huh? <laughs> yeah, the, the,
3: I would say that. Um, hell no, we should have bought a smaller car because it's harder to get. We bought a station wagon, Volvo, and we probably needed a st- smaller car. So I would say the hell no is we should have bought a smaller car. Yeah, and and that you know, and and driving in Italy is something that you are not going to be used to, no matter where you are from in the United States.
1: Yes, okay. that's
3: the hell no. It's dangerous, and they don't, they don't mind the law. Yeah. So you can drive on the Via Solaria and you'll have two motorcycles and two cars passing you on both sides at the same time. Yes. Around a blind corner and over a blind hill. And yes. that happens. Yes. So that's the hell no. The hell, the you betcha is uh, the culture. It's it's so amazing to live in a culture that values experience and elderly people. Yes. You see Teenagers walking down arm and arm in, with their grandmothers and their grandfathers in the street. Um, they have something here called. Uh, yeah. fun, oh, don't you find? Don't you find the sweetness of doing nothing? Oh. And yeah. money isn't time here, and we have the most beautiful friends we have ever had. That's Truly.
1: Scarlett.
2: That is so Truly. wonderful. All right. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's great. Well, thank you. Yeah. We we appreciate you guys joining us from yes. your afternoon in Italy and our morning here in the United oh, States. And so,
2: and I'm just so happy that I came across your um, your posts, Chip, because I I feel like first of all, you need to make a calendar with your pictures. I would buy one.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I do love the photography. It's it's a big deal. The other thing, really quick, that I would say is if you guys uh, get get an idea of how to work with younger people and teach them about finances and retirement. Let me know. Maybe we can do something together. That
3: sounds good. And come good.
2: visit
0: us. Yes. And come Italy. All oh. right.
2: Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. You know, it's just it's been a, a pleasure talking to you. You got
1: a great retirement adventure going there. We're very proud of you and proud to know you.
2: Oh, thank well, you. Thank you. That's a very high it. compliment.
3: Thank you.
1: All right, we'll talk later. Thank you for calling. Hope so. You. Take care.
2: Be well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Well, that wraps up another great retirement adventure. Oh,
2: man. You know, so many people that I see on social media want to retire in a foreign country, you know, want to go to Europe, want to go to Mexico.
1: There's a difference between wanting to go there and doing. retiring there. Yes, yeah.
2: actually doing it. They did it and right. they love it. It's just, I just thought that was so inspiring.
1: You know, we were talking about the micro-adventures there. And, you know, they have wonderful ones there because everything's so old. I remember walking around Italy and seeing the ancient castles and like that. But, you know, you have them in your own backyard.
2: Right. They're new to them as in a new foreign country, right? They've, they're in some place where they've never been before. So everything is brand new. You can still do that here in the States. You too. can,
1: right in your own backyard. There's so many things right here in rural Iowa that are just beautiful and everything. But that's part of the adventure of retirement. You have to find what you want and make the retirement yours.
2: And I love Chip's advice about planning and knowing you know, what retirement's gonna be like because it is a different, a totally different lifestyle.
1: It is. It is. And
2: and like Shauna says, you learn so much because you're with this person. If you retire with, with a spouse or um,
1: significant you, right,
2: somebody else, you're with them twenty four hours a day. You know, unless you can be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a totally different thing because neither one of you are working, so it's a different type of a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. If you're lucky enough to have it that way. Well that wraps up another one. We sure appreciate oh. you joining us and we appreciate Chip and Shauna teaching us about their Italian adventure. Yeah,
2: check out their site, because I tell you, Chip has some amazing pictures of where they live in Italy.
1: Yeah, it's, it looks beautiful. The
2: laughingretirement.com.
1: It's you just can a great that.
2: blog, yeah.
1: But thank you for joining us. If you have an adventure you want to do, it doesn't have to be moving to Italy in retirement. It can be visiting the world's largest popcorn ball.
2: <laughs> we did Whatever that. you want
1: to do. <laughs> It's your retirement. Make it yours. Own it. Have fun, but live it.
2: Yes. Enjoy it. Yeah. Every minute of it.
1: All right. You can reach us at AdventureRetired.com or retired adventureretired at gmail.com. We're always looking for adventures, big and small.
2: We have a Facebook page.
1: We have a Facebook page. We should be doing t-shirts yeah, or something yeah, like or that. Or Koozies.
2: Uh, also, you know, check that. out the show notes. I do spend a little bit of time on the show notes, but there's pictures and tips there, and it, it shows the people who we talk to, so that's kind of fun. To see it is, it is. To.
1: But thank you for joining us. We're growing, we're having fun. I love you, Cindy. I love you
2: more. And that's the kids loved you. Yeah, that's the kids and loved you.